0: It's Thursday, November 7th, 2019, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, a show about retro video games, and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 271, The Ghost of a Murder Magician. Runtime for this episode is 53 minutes. Hello oh, and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that is a ghost because Halloween was one week ago,
1: and I'm dead. My name is Jeremy. Is this real life or is this a phantasmagoria? I'm Tyler.
2: I'm actually still alive despite, you know, gravity's best attempt. My name is Zach. Still alive.
1: Speaking of still alive, I've been listening to a lot of Joko recently. I don't know what that is.
2: Jonathan Colton, he wrote still
1: alive. In addition to just having a lot of like nerd themed music, and it's uh, it's surprisingly pretty good on average.
0: Yeah, I was a Jonathan Colton fan for a while.
1: Apparently, he is popular enough that he has like his own cruise. Yeah, his own cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what sort of circles you have to hang in to get your own cruise
2: line. Those Joko circles. <laughs> I get. Apparently, was well, that Portal money?
1: The problem is, I think he was already pretty much famous and doing pretty well for himself before. He got that Sweet Portal money. I don't even know that he got a lot of Sweet Portal money from that. They probably just commissioned him once, and he was like, cool. Unless it got royalties per copy sold, that'd be cool. Anywho.
0: We played Phantasmagoria this week, and it's not the game any of us were expecting. I thought it was Phantasmagoria 2, and was really looking forward to it. But it's not.
1: Is Phantasmagoria 2 ostensibly better?
0: No, most people think it's worse. But I had seen the Spoonie ones complete Let's Play of it, so...
1: And it has many meme-worthy jokes. I mean, this is... Approximately what I was expecting.
2: When I initially decided on doing this one, I got it mixed up with Harvester.
1: So what have you been playing Walking Wounded? (laughs) It's like the Walking Wounded. Me or
2: him? You. You.
1: I I had to check because... I'm the Walking Chronically Wounded, which is closer to being the Walking Dead.
0: I'm the Walking Sick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And a ghost! Yeah. Yeah, we went over this. You're still alive. Jeremy's a ghost. And I'm apparently a member of a Queen fan group. He's
0: Uh, a killer Queen
1: fan. Queen Elizabeth, specifically.
0: Um, The goal said never let Zach start. Just like he does to me all the time. Now you know how (laughs) it feels, Zach. uh, Except we're actually actually, recording.
2: I don't usually do that. Not anymore. Usually the problem comes in. It's usually Tyler who remembers halfway through whatever the hell somebody else is talking about something he forgot. No, no.
1: Jeremy's talking about when we start recording the podcast and he keeps saying right as Jeremy presses the
2: button. Oh, that's never in... uh, I shouldn't say never. That's not always intentional. It is sometimes, but it's not always intentional. So I picked up Hearts of Iron 4.
0: You mentioned last week, but I assume it has continued until morale improves, and that you're very bad at the game, so the morale of your people has not improved. Uh,
2: I like the idea behind it a lot. I just wish I knew how to play, uh, because it's a game that has a lot of complicated... It's got a very complicated layout, and it's got a a lot of very complicated things going on. And, of course, it doesn't help... Anything that I have a mod I've been playing, so I don't have a tutorial either. That and there's not a great
1: tutorial for the mod?
2: Well, the mod didn't have a tutorial at all. But I assume
0: that mod gives you a God Queen and a Freddy Krueger, which makes you the most powerful person in the world, right?
2: Kinda. I'm I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to run my armies and whatnot. I finally made an army group. They're currently all sitting on my northern border. I've got... I think I'm still building Hawker Hurricane Fighters, but like, I can't remember off the top of my head. So it, the way the game works, as best I can figure, you've got a certain number of like military factories, shipyards, and civilian factories and whatnot. So you select what you want to build in the military factories and did it, how many of them you want to dedicate to it. And then you like say, I want to train, say, a foot division, and I want it supported with towed artillery and towed anti-tank. You have to build all those while those guys are training, and if they aren't built, then they uh, won't finish up and won't go to the front lines or anything like that and then later on if you research more high-tech stuff you have to develop that but it doesn't automatically upgrade all your guys you have to get them the new equipment like you have to develop all the new equipment and get it to the front lines to your people which i really like that idea like for a while i was sitting there going why can't I build a new air wing in this particular air base? It says I can have 200 planes. I only have 45. What the hell? And then I went back and looked at it again a little while later, and it was entirely because the air wing that was already there was being supplied with like all of the fighters I was building. The new fighters I was building were being sent to them to reinforce them oh. and replace the old fighters. So once that was done, then I could build new fighters. That's cool, actually. Yeah, like, there's a lot of cool things in this game. It's just so complicated. I'm sitting there going, I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing. Welcome to a Paradox game. That's not entirely true, because Battletech is also technically a Paradox game, and that's a very simple game. I found
1: it somewhat obtuse. That's because you're an idiot. Uh, yeah, that must be it.
2: Battletech is a lot simpler, because like, I'm not worrying about pr- trying to produce a half dozen different things, and when it comes up and is like, you, you aren't developing something that you need to resupply. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. How do I figure out what this thing is that it wants me to build?
1: It's hyper oil, clearly.
2: How do I manage this? Why are my 300 <laughs> civilian convoy merchantman ships not doing anything? How do I make them do something? Whereas, like, Battletech is, here are your four mechs. Go kill everything else.
1: Definitely fewer moving pieces.
2: Yes, even outside of the combat engine. So I find that one a very like interesting idea, and it is definitely a game I want to play more of. The mod's fun too, but that's... yeah. Say, so what is the mod? I'm playing the Equestria War mod. Awesome. And one of the things that I'm
1: like, <laughs> oh, it's a God Queen and
0: a Freddy Krueger.
2: <laughs> my uh, my one army group is currently all sitting on the border between me and the Changeling lands. I now understand who the Freddy Krueger is. It took me a moment. <laughs> yeah, I got it immediately, and wanted to see how long it would take you. Like I have like like light tanks. uh I have a fleet of a bunch of destroyers and a cruiser, but like I'm sitting there going, I don't want to build a whole bunch of these because I need a carrier, but I don't have the... something I'm missing for the carrier and I'm not entirely sure what it is. I need to research something, but it won't tell me what it was. I'm just going to point out how baffling it is that for this particular
1: game, someone's like, you know what this needs? Ponies killing each other.
0: I feel like every uh, game has that mod. You think? I feel like it's Tyler... Dead by Daylight pony mod.
2: <laughs> Tyler, should I point out there is an entire book a couple of people wrote that's all about ponies and Fallout.
1: No, and that makes sense, because that's a book. You just write that, right? But, like, to go and find a fairly obscure video game. And oh, it and it's really in-depth. Yeah, and make
2: it, like, a super, like, it is crazy in-depth.
0: Yeah, but who's the sort of person who's going to like ponies in this game? They're very easy to imagine. And what are they going to do?
1: That's a good point. Because I guess Zach is also that person if he had any interest in developing stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I
2: ran into it because I watched somebody else play it as a Let's Play. And I was like, huh. Number one, that game looks kind of cool. I'd like to play that. I've seen the like screenshots. Not necessarily screenshots of it, but like it's like Hearts of Iron 4, Paradox, whatever. I'm like, all right. It sounds kind of interesting. But then I never got it. And then I watched this guy play it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool.
1: That also sounds like a like it's such a weird concept for a mod that it definitely needs to end up as a let's play. So that also makes sense.
2: Um, one of the things that made me laugh is there's a, like they've got a bunch of artwork while it's going through a loading, while it's loading everything up. And one of them is Spitfire on a Spitfire.
1: I don't know which one Spitfire is.
2: Uh, they're
0: one of the, the uh, acrobatic of, troop
1: that yeah. Rainbow Dash Rikes, that's it's name oh, I can't, the Thunderbolts? The Thunderbolts. Wonderbolts. Wonderbolts.
2: Wonderbolts. Wonderbolts.
1: I
0: haven't watched My Little Pony in four years?
2: I
1: think it's done
0: now,
2: yeah? Yeah, yeah the I last catch up. Yeah, it, I think the last season is currently only available on like The Hub or something like that. I don't think it's on Netflix what is yet. The Hub? It's because the... it
0: sounds like a Borg contrivance. It's a Discovery spinoff channel. It's where My Little Pony aired.
2: Oh. Or I, I think it's actually on the like Hasbro-specific like streaming service or something like that. I don't remember exactly. That
0: is weirdly
2: specific.
0: Speaking of, this came up on Jumpstart Weekly, but they now have four Magic the Gathering My Little Pony crossover cards.
1: I actually looked at those official ones. Yeah, well, they're not.
0: You can't use them in play, but they are officially licensed.
2: Technically, it's three. That's what Kevin told me today. One and and to one mark. is yeah, one is, uh, the Luna and Nightmare Moon are a reversible card. It's Luna on one it's side, like like Nightmare Moon on the walker. other. Walker? No, I just I was actually looking at it, and they had a bunch of they had play maps, play maps as well, but uh, they were all sold out of those when I looked, and I was like, oh, that makes me sad because people can actually
0: use those. One day I'm going to get that Lackus Klein Yu-Gi-Oh! playmat I've been looking at for like 10 <laughs> goddamn years now.
2: Um,
1: I play Haro in, I'm not even sure what position I would want to play a Haro in. Probably defense, so you wouldn't actually.
2: Nah, Haro is so annoying that it gets the uh, it gets a lot of boosts for it's playing an attack. Maybe it's just a spell. Oh, no, you know what? It's a flip. It's got a flip effect. Yeah, that's actually kind of what I was thinking. Is, and... and it says,
0: you suck, and then you lock on. <laughs>
2: exactly. Hearts of Iron 4 is kind of fun. I think it's on sale right now. It was one of those weird contrivances. Like, I watched this Let's Play, and then there was a Paradox sale, and I'm like, alright, you're telling me something now, aren't you?
1: It sounds like the sort of game that I like a lot in theory, but would probably not actually enjoy playing. Like, I probably enjoy w- watching someone playing it, but...
2: Entirely possible. Like I like I said, I'm kind of enjoying it. I played a bunch of League of Legends because it's it was it was their 10-year anniversary, so there was a bunch of stuff like that. One of the, wow. like, one of the, cha- yeah, that was a moment when I saw that announcement.
1: And now that Riot has money, they're like, maybe we should Let's do Let's make all the things.
0: Well, well, someday I'm going to watch Gundam 00, a 12-year-old series.
2: One of the things that they were giving out is there was a free, you got a free legendary skin. If you played, like, I think it was like eight of the days or something like that, or nine of the ten days that they were going for it. And I ended up with Godfist Lee and I'm like, Yay. Like, even when I was significantly playing this game, I didn't like Lisa and... Cool? Is that, like, a
1: rare skin?
2: Legendaries or... are the most expensive ones. They're the okay. ones that generally, like, they changed animations on. They gave them a whole slew of different voice lines and and, and uh, particle effects.
0: They made them into, like, a Mega Man or a Ghirin Lagon or...
2: It's not quite to the legendary level of the legendary skins, which are, like, they all do something very specific and pretty, like, difficult, like... Sona did, the legendary skin for Sona did um, map-wide, op, or at least team-wide opt-in for music, and depending on the form you changed <laughs> <DJ> to, <Sona. laughs> um, and it, depending on the form you changed to, it would change the music that you had going, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's actually kind of awesome. I like that. Uh, the Lux one, based on the amount of damage you did, you could change forms, and so that she had like 10 different models, because you had f- like four or five that you could choose from. To change into, and then they combined in different ways. And they all also had particle effects and stuff, so yeah, that was really cool. Playing that game, like, again, was fun.
0: I was kind of considering coming back to it. I was considering asking if you want to do a duo game once a day for a while, Zach. We jump in, and we just do it.
2: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be averse to it.
0: Okay, maybe that's a thing that's going to happen.
2: Well, we'll see. I was just playing bot games, because I was just yeah, kind of screwing yeah. around. But And I
0: figured you would be. And I figure if we do that, you will be very upset. But I still kind of want to do
2: it. I'll just jump in and try yeah. and play. That's fine. Like, it'll probably be a little frustrating, at least for the first couple of them. But I don't know. I might get competitive. I played a bit with the Taw guys again over the weekend, which was fun. I also picked up, what's called, a uh, game on my phone called Warhammer Combat Cards. This sounds like
1: it has a high potential to be terrible.
2: Uh yeah, it could be. But, like, I'm enjoying it. You oh. have... You lay out three guys on the field, and the goal is to kill your opponent's, like, warlord. Like, his main, like, deck leader, dude. I can't think of a way to describe it from something else. Commander? For magic? Sure. You're trying to kill him and get through, like, all the bodyguards that you guys have, and they're all doing damage and whatnot to each other. So you have three different, like, attacks, which is ranged, psychic, and melee, and not everybody has all of those. So if you use an attack that somebody doesn't have it'll charge like your a meter for one of those other ones, the one that they primarily use, or it can af- affect your opponent's and reduce theirs. And then when you actually use that attack if once you've built up that bar, it can deal additional damage or significant damage. I've been having fun with it. They made it so that your booster packs basically you you win one when you win a game. You can have four stored at any one time. And the small ones take three hours to open.
0: So, three hours of gameplay or three hours? Three hours of real
2: time. time. No, okay. That's not too bad, actually. Yeah. That's the small one. There's also one that I have that takes eight hours to open, one that takes 12 hours to open, and the longest one that I saw took 18 hours to open. I mean, and if, you can't be opening another pack at the same time.
1: Okay, that's kind of annoying, but not wholly unexpected. Like, if you're like me and probably only play that game like once or twice a day. Then you know, eighteen hours isn't too bad.
2: I I pretty much just play it whenever it comes up because there's like there are also two free pack things that just like they recharge every eight hours and there's nothing you can do to change it. One is just labeled the free pack because it's what it is. You get a couple of in game resources as well as just a bunch of different cards. And then the other one is the the kill pack where you have to kill ten enemy model cards and then you can get that pack and then it resets. And eight hours later, it'll come up. And then on top of that, they have, like, the individual, like, level challenges. Like, it's a weekly thing. Like, this week is orcs versus Tyranids. So, you have to be playing an orc pure card deck. Or a Tyranid. I think it's just orcs. I don't think you can play Tyranid at the moment for that. Because the last one one was Eldar versus Necron. And it was, like, you have to play Eldar.
0: Because no one buys Necron anymore.
2: Well, I was looking at it. And the Necron and the Tyranid desperately need more cards, because there's like 16 uh, Tyranid cards, and there's like 12 Necron cards or something like that. And how many Space Marine cards? Oh god, I have no idea, but a lot. It's like 800? That would be yeah. about
0: equivalent to the tabletop game right now. <laughs> Although yeah. ironically, I decided not to play Tyranid, because I didn't want to buy a million Tyranids,
1: and I have to build them and paint them all. And now you have a million space marines. Well,
2: actually, yeah. he doesn't have that many space marines. And honestly, I the have a dif- pretty good number of space marines. One of the main differences is like for a lot of Tyranid stuff, or at least the way it used to be. I don't know if it's changed or anything like that. They were one of the push broom armies. So it's like I'm playing Tyranid. So I have 50 Hormigaunts for one space yeah. marine. Yeah, the
0: thing is, their units are single point cost units as well. The cheapest space marine is like 13 points still. That's before I buy his gun.
1: Quick segue. Are you familiar with Jello Apocalypse? No. He, he does, uh, or did, so this is basically for a while. Okay. He does a thing occasionally where he, like, marathons a bunch of movies with a theme and then gives them a score and then also then, like, ranks the, like, best three and worst three. He did all the scooby doo movies uh, not too long ago. I hear ago. the
0: recent ones are good. Anyway, go on.
1: Yep, the, the recent ones are pretty good. There's, There's
0: m- one where Shaggy gives Ultra Instinct.
1: Yes, that's <laughs> apparently one of the best ones. The plot of that is... Some counterfeiters and some scientists both found a cave, and the counterfeiters found silver in the cave, but in that same cave, there is a perfectly preserved, like, T-Rex or something that the scientists want to get to, and in order to scare off the opposing factions and also all the civilians, they both independently, without knowledge of each other, (laughs) decide to build giant robot dinosaurs. They both
0: decided to do a Scooby-Doo at each other?
1: Yes. (laughs) Meanwhile, Shaggy has been hypnotized into Brave Shaggy. So, no, there's another one where... They keep getting outdone by rival crime-solving group KISS, <laughs> the actual band <laughs> KISS, and it turns out that they are, in fact, interdimensional warlocks?
0: That's KISS's backstory, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, but they have a magical girl transformation sequence. Well, yeah, they're KISS. <laughs> Where they fit, like they finish transforming and then they say their name in Japanese, which is amazing.
0: Also, the most recent Scooby-Doo movie is a conclusion to the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Where Daphne has to tell Fred and Velma. Yeah, no, this was all real. We really did hang out with a Doctor Strange analog and have to trap 12 ghosts. and never found the 13th one because then the series would be over. And that's bad for business. What else have you been playing, Zach?
2: Like I said, I played a lot of Warhammer combat cards. I need to build more of my guys, but owing to the fact that I hurt myself, I wasn't really able to grip for most of the weekend. Um, I didn't get any farther in building my Dreadnought. I also
0: have to build dudes and paint dudes. I need to
2: paint a lot of dudes. I'm thinking I am going to use mostly Raven Guard. I,
0: I like the Ultramarine, so I can have Robot Guile Man and be like,
2: "Yeah, Ultra Smurfs. Yeah, actually, I haven't been doing a whole lot. I spent a lot of time on like Sunday and Monday just chilling and watching football because I am that kind of person. Um, uh,
0: my Sunday was an awful hellscape at work where I went at about... 2 p.m. I was like god damn it when do the Broncos play maybe it'll slow down then and it was like final score 18 to 15 I'm like well so much for that idea
2: I did see at least the beginning parts of the outer worlds and it actually looks pretty good yeah
1: actually uh who the heck was it someone on our discord who was saying that they were playing it I don't
2: know I have no idea I was hanging out with my buddy Devin and uh he picked it up oh no it was a bunch of people at work one of uh people at work was like it's pretty good it, it had a lot of like the same beginning stuff, at least for like Fallout New Vegas, which a lot of people really liked. And it had a lot of stuff that reminded me of Firefly. I'm into both of these things. I have still not played a
1: Fallout game that is not that first one.
2: New Vegas is the good one.
1: Yeah, that's what I've heard. If, if you're going to play one, New Vegas is probably one. Although I've heard four is also pretty solid.
2: Four uh, is okay. I, uh, I, New I Vegas really is better. I really don't like the dialogue choices in four. I, I'm with Jeremy on that one. I, but I do like four is not bad. New Vegas is better. Okay.
0: Is usually in four your dialogue options are yes, sarcastic yes, and no, by which I mean yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's still got that problem of I have to go save my child, Ooh Shiny Thing. Whereas in Fallout New Vegas, it's like, you want to go find the dude that shot you. Hell no. I although really
0: go hang out with Kaiser. <laughs> although
2: um New Vegas does have one of the absolute worst ideas, most horrifying things ever in one of those games. The goddamn Kazador! Horrifying. You announce
1: this like it should mean something to me, and it does not.
2: <sighs> uh, you know what a rad scorpion is? Yes. Okay, so take the durability of a rad scorpion and the damage-dealing capability of a rad scorpion. Double it. And the body of a rad scorpion. <laughs> double it. Make it fly and make it fast. Now you have a Cazador.
1: So it's a scorpion with wings.
2: That does sound pretty awful just like as a concept. And the problem is it's like, it's not that it flies or is fast or that it does a lot of damage. It's that it does all that... And it tanks damage like a champ. Like, this is one of those things where I wish I just could always carry around a mini-nuke launcher so that whenever I saw one, I could just lob a mini-nuke at it and call it a day.
1: What have you been playing, Tyler? A uh, surprising amount of stuff by comparison to my own recent history. I'm trying to think if there's any... Th- I played a bunch of board games on Saturday. I don't know. My Little Pony reminded me that I've been watching the new she raw and it's, it's pretty good I if it's you haven't pretty seen good, it. it's
0: pretty good, speaking of magical girls. Yeah,
1: speaking of magic... The first... Like, five or six episodes of the first season are kind of like Monster of the Week-y because they're, like, gathering all the supporting characters. But after that, it starts getting pretty intense. And season three has been pretty dang good. What have I been playing as a Vigma game? So this is a brief... Well, no, let's do both of these because they kind of roll into each other. I randomly decided, hey, I want to play Minecraft for some reason. But not just any Minecraft. I wanted to play RL Craft, which stands for Real Life Craft. And you know what's real life? Dragons and also Minotaurs and, and lots also a ghost
0: site from the one playthrough of it I saw.
1: Yeah, lots of ghosts, some wendigos. Well,
0: yeah, I'm always dealing with wendigos out here. You, you you just saw the blizzard. All sorts of them were mimicking my loved ones' voices trying to eat me.
1: Yeah, it's really annoying, especially when you're just trying to go to work or like listen to a podcast or something, and they're like, Hey, I'm trapped outside. Hey, hey, listen, and then you have to shoot them.
2: I didn't have any of that problem. Oh, uh, well, are
1: you sure? That you did not have any Windigo problems. Were you just in the basement, more or less, the entire
2: time? Well, I mean, I was upstairs listening, or watching uh, football for a couple of, like, most of Monday night.
1: Okay, so maybe you just didn't hear them. I don't know. They, they were all over the place. They were like raccoons. It's a problem, honestly.
2: I think it's more of a matter of, the, like, we could try and ma- mimic people who he loves. Who is that? Well, it doesn't have to be people <laughs> He doesn't love. have a soul. What are we supposed <laughs> to do?
0: I feel like I could mimic my voice and get you to come to the door and be like, Jeremy, I didn't know you were here.
1: Oh no, I went to go! <laughs> or like, a guy delivering pizza. Oh, free pizza, awesome! <laughs> so, Craft is a ridiculously hard Minecraft mod, and you spend a lot of time dying until you find a bed. I eventually found a bed, but it was nowhere near, god damn, what do you call that, gravel? Uh, which you need to get flint, which is like the most basic resource in this game. You can't punch trees to get wood. You have to get Flint to make a knife so that he can harvest plant fiber so that he can make something to cut down a tree. So I went a long time without having the most basic tool in the game because I could not find goddamn granite anywhere. But I eventually got there, and now I'm summoning some sweet monsters to accompany me on my quest. It's a lot of fun. It was kind of scratching whatever itch I had there. And then Kevin just randomly bought a four-pack of Space Engineers, which is a game I've considered buying and making people play with me a couple times. So I accepted that gladly. And then no one wanted to play it since he got it. So I went and did one of the tutorial campaigns or like intro campaigns. The problem with this game is that all the tutorials made by the actual developers are kind of garbage. They don't actually do a whole lot to tell you, like, what to do. and so you need one of them YouTube tutorials. Yeah, I, I should probably just go watch one, but I didn't want to devote the, like, 45 minutes I was going to need. It's like picking up Dwarf Fortress for the first time. Like I
0: remember that. I had a step-by-step playthrough tutorial Yeah, that like... I think was 21 blog posts.
1: Yeah, exactly. My favorite band. Like, that's one of the things that ever kept me from picking up Dwarf Fortress is the learning curve was going to be so steep. And this game almost has that problem. The problem is, like, all the basic missions, it, like, starts you out in a fully functioning base somewhere with, like, a bunch of stuff. I'm like, I don't want any of that. I just want to go and build my own thing from scratch. But then it's like, hey, you should take out your gun. I'm like, I do not know which of these million goddamn buttons is mapped to my gun. And if I go into the avatar editor and try to edit the style of my gun, I suddenly am holding my gun. I can fire the bullets I have for my gun. I can't find out how to assign that to an inventory hotkey so that I can pull it out after I take out my welding implement. (laughs) Um, Like, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. It's just so obtuse. Like, it's almost too advanced for its own good. Like, every single block, you can go in and edit the properties about any single block. And if it's got a control panel, God help you. Because if it's connected to anything, it brings up the 48 things that it's connected to that you might want to control with this one button.
2: Well, that explains why it needs such a a heavy-duty processor.
1: Yeah, it's very complicated. That said, it is rad as heck. You can build space stations. You can build your own spaceships in literally whatever layout you want. You can construct your own weapons. I've
2: I've seen people play it. I'm
1: really excited to get a group going, but I feel like one of us needs to suck it up and just, like go deal with the tutorial so that we can, like, teach people how to get around the incredibly confusing UI. Yeah,
2: that's not going to be me.
1: Yeah, no, it's probably going to be me because I'm actually interested in it. I just haven't devoted quite enough time to it. So I did spend, like, an hour and a half just kind of messing around and, like, learning how to fly ships um, and learning that momentum. I destroyed so many of the tutorial ships because I kept not slowing down before running into an asteroid. And a lot of them don't have, like, thrusters on the front to slow you down. So you will... Ju- are important. Yep. So, oh no, that's... I, I have high hopes for that game. What else have I been playing? Because there was actually a big thing. Oh, hey, episode three of The Long Dark finally dropped. And it's actually looking pretty good so far. It's looking a lot better than the first two episodes. So I'm pretty excited about that. I never played the uh, redone versions of the first two, but this is exciting. There's like some intrigue. There's probably a cannibal... I'm not entirely sure. The voice acting is, like, way better on average. And I guess it did take them three or four years to put it out. I am just imagining
0: a back-of-the-box bullet points of better than last ones. Probably a cannibal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably a cannibal. Mysterious. No question mark? It's one of those weird things in this game where if you have an injury, you have to, like, take the medicine or whatever and apply it to the very specific spot where you have that injury. But, like, one of my injuries was pain from a plane crash. And I took some advil for getting to apply it specifically to the pain because I thought it was also how I fix my ankle sprain. Uh, so I took some advil for my ankle sprain and I was like, that didn't do anything. I'm like, cool, so I took some advil for my pain and then the pain went away. I'm like, that's not
2: <laughs> that's not how drugs work.
1: <laughs> that's not how drugs work. <laughs> uh, it's fine. But it's been pretty fun and I like really enjoy the lawn dark, so it's been nice getting back into it. The other thing I've been doing is uh, Pokemon Uranium, which is a f- Pokemon fan game.
0: Is that the one where you can get Agumon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have a Sweet War Greymon?
1: No, I do not yet. The starters are Agumon, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a electric eel cat, and a regular cat. I obviously One of tra-
0: these seems inferior to the <laughs> other.
1: Oh, the So, the advantage of the regular cat is that it's green, which I guess, first of all, makes it not super regular. It's also grass-steel type, which is very interesting typing. Uh, it's a
0: good typing. It makes you very weak to fire, and that's a problem.
1: Yep, Um. but it mitigates the uh, weakness to bug, now that anyone cares. Fortress
0: was a very meta-Pokémon while it was around. Yep. No, I'm not, that's not Fortress. That Fortress is the bug. What is that Pokémon called?
2: Therathorn? Therathorn. I that don't think sense. that was one of the ones that I ever played with. So this is from
1: Black and White. Yeah,
2: that'd okay. be why. Yep.
1: I, I've also decided I needed to go play Black and White. I was like sitting around the other night. I'm like, man, I really want to play Pokemon, but Sword and Shield is going to come out, and
2: that I'm in the same boat. I've got all of the Pokemon games that I haven't played, and I'm like, I want to play Pokemon. But Sword and Shield are literally right around the corner.
1: Yeah, and I know my problem is, if I pick up a Pokemon game, I'm going to play it too fast, and then I'm going to be burnt out on Pokemon when Sword and Shield comes out.
2: Same thing. Um,
1: But this, being on my computer, means that I am limited in the ways I can play it, so I have to play it in small doses, so I'm not going to be burnt out. Uh, I don't know, the plot is like, I don't know, your mom definitely survived a nuclear explosion in which she accidentally created nuclear-type Pokemon, and then your dad became police ranger chief, and abandoned you with your old aunt. So now you're on a journey. Also, your rival is a douchebag twelve year old, and it's hilarious. Bring back
0: douchebag twelve year old rivals. <laughs> well,
1: what's funny about
0: twelve year olds twenty nineteen?
1: What's funny about it is you're definitely a like late teenager, and you're
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'm as into this.
1: <laughs> your your rival idolizes you, but also he is uh, an entitled douchebag twelve year old. Gary
0: Oak one hundred percent. The thing you realize when you play Blue as an adult is that. Blue is just like socially awkward and trying to be your friend, but doesn't know how. <laughs> yeah, that's smell a good you point. you later is affectionate. Yep. He thinks you're both in on the joke. haha.
1: And you yeah, know, well, maybe you are. You don't know. You don't yeah. have any context. Well, so you're the player
2: character.
0: So as a twelve year old, you're like, goddamn, this person. As a like, sophisticated adult, you're like, yes, blue,
2: I will be your friend. <laughs> well, say so, and then later, like, I guess right... I'm not a sophisticated adult then.
1: Red and blue. Blue are best friends, and they go to s- Hawaii well, together.
2: They're, they're not... Look,
0: you're, you're putting a lot of force hat in that, is all I'm saying.
1: I was not assuming anything one way or the other. They are you good... F- the word friends. Well, they can <laughs> be more than friends, friends at the same time. Um, And then they go to Hawaii together.
0: They're 100% on their honeymoon. It's canon.
1: I mean, I'm okay with this interpretation. I'm just saying. I don't, I'm not assuming anything. Probably if you're married to someone, you're also friends with them. That's okay, not a prerequisite, fair. but... Th- that's, how I like- it. that's how I like to do my things. Anyway, it's been pretty good. The Pokemon designs in this are so good. They're, like, better than 90% of the stuff that Game Freak puts out, and I don't know how a bunch of random assholes on the internet just made better Pokemon than, like, the people who make Pokemon and make money off of it. Selective breeding. <laughs> All those good IV character traits. And it's
2: probably got something along the lines of uh, they have to, Game Freak has to pass their pokemon designs through a supervisor yeah whereas the board yeah they got it so they got to clear it with somebody who probably is going to can't tamp down on some of the ideas whereas these guys don't have to do that during the
0: sword and Shield presentation for e3 did either of you find it super hilarious when the japanese people stopped talking and a very british person Started talking about development. I know Pokemon is a multinational team, but I found that hilarious as a change. I in think I, I did never it. watch I, it. Oh, I,
2: okay. I watched the Pokemon Direct, so I didn't hear that. Although what it was weird in that one because like the art director or what, what whatever he's, I think he was the art director for Pokemon Sword and Shield was French, so the, it was the Japanese guys talking about it, and you know the, obviously going through the translator, and then this French dude started talking, and I'm like, that hey, was a ah, tone. That true. was
1: awkward. <laughs> That was weird. I assume you have seen Lawn Cat meowth. Yeah, Dynamax meowth. I'm very excited for that.
2: Uh, you guys can get. We'll be able to get the uh, one of you will get the Pikachu. The other one will get the Eevee. I'm. So, oh yeah, because because you Go. guys have the Let's Go's. I forget what the actual thing is. Is it just Gigamax? That uh, you can you own. Yeah, you you get a Pikachu or a Eevee that you can Dynamax, but it can't evolve.
1: Yeah, no, I'm okay with that. The sad thing is, I feel like if I'm only taking one Pokemon through a game. It's gonna be Pikachu if I can't evolve it. Like, Eevee doesn't have great stats. I mean Pikachu also doesn't have great stats, but at least it's got that electric typing going for it. But what if Eevee
0: gets blasty burn and bubbly bubbles and like racks? <laughs> slippery <grass>.
1: slide. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all those dumb moves. Glitzy glow, which is inexplicably psychic and not fairy. Uh, Anything else, Tyler? What I was gonna say really quick is that this game is super uh Ruby Sapphire inspired. Like all the UI is definitely that. Except also there's Fairy Type. So I don't know like when in the development they're like, let's make it Ruby and Sapphire, but also I think it
2: started Sapphire
0: mod, and then they later added Fairy Type because it was it's easy to add a type, I think. Yeah.
1: Well it's also not a mod, it's actually just an RPG maker project, apparently. So Oh no! It's really cool. Also, I now have a sweet cat L as one of my. It's it's it named Cal. Uh, no, it's uh, Cal
0: L, the super Pokemon.
1: I think it's Outen, Outen, maybe. I don't know. It's it's a portmanteau of uh, owl and kitten, but it's just an owl with a cat head for a head. <laughs> I was gonna say an L, but with a cat for a head, and that would have been way more hilarious. <laughs> Missed opportunities, guys. That's it. There was that other thing that I forgot about, but I'm definitely not going to remember it halfway through your thing. So, Jeremy, what's your thing? Well, you cursed me
0: last week, Tyler, by saying you'd been playing Civilization Five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I accidentally tried to play Civ Six.
2: I actually did play Civ okay. Five last time.
0: Okay. Well, Zach cursed me then.
2: So I was cursed, and I played Civ Five.
1: Yeah, I was going to say today is technically supposed to be our last time on Video Games Game Day, but we're recording uh, a podcast. Yeah, we've
2: never well. actually done that. We've done we that many done times. That. We have not done that in a long time.
1: Yeah, mostly because
2: <laughs> yeah, Wednesdays are often my busy day these days. I think it was also your idea to do it on Wednesday initially, or maybe that was me's because that was at the time that was the great, that was the perfect time to do it. But I can't remember exactly why.
1: Yeah, now usually like Sundays are free for me. That's that's what I got. Take mm-hmm. to leave Sundays, it away Sundays
0: I have to read manga.
1: <laughs> so much manga! It's a, you have to read a surprising amount of manga. I did not I have realize to read a lot much. of manga. <laughs> Like It's not the worst thing to have to read a lot of manga, but also no. you have to read a lot of manga. Anyways, yes. so Civ five.
0: Nah, I put the Japanese. I used aircraft carriers to win a military victory. Then I played a second game where I was like, oh, I'm going to do a culture victory this time. And I forgot there was a turn limit, and I hit the turn limit.
2: <laughs> I think it turned off the turn limit on all the ones that I play. Yeah, I did not even
1: know there was a turn limit in that game. When it's when enabled by, by default.
2: 50. Okay. It, yeah, it's enabled by default. Yeah, I definitely did turn it off.
1: Yeah, no. The reason I brought up that it's game day is that definitely, if we have some time, we should all play a game of Civ.
0: Yeah, we should.
2: This I sounds agree. great to me.
0: Slash agree. Plus one. The three of us can probably do it. Yep.
2: This is definitely true. If that if we do, Jeremy'll probably win.
0: It depends a lot
2: on my start. And what other factions They'll probably exist? win anyway? You're better at that than I am. Yeah,
0: but you can team up against me and use the power of teamwork.
1: Uh, yes, and then betray each other inevitably. I mean, if there were a bunch of computers. Re- remember
0: that... your battle cry from when we were playing Pathfinder, the adventure card game, Zach.
1: I don't remember what his battle cry was. I don't. Was Maybe this in one of the very,
2: ones?
0: Very badly. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: friendship. Every time I called friendship when we were playing, I would roll well. Every other time, it was like I've got thirty dice and I need to roll a two on one of them. I roll a, a lot, lot of ones.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's all I've been playing. A lot of Civ.
2: Yeah. I did remember that I actually picked up that uh, Gundam Battle Operation Two that Stuglife posted about. Um, I've only played the tutorial so far, and it's like I'm watching it, playing it, going, you know, this is actually kind of like a Gundam game, multiplayer game I wanted from so, a long time ago. Yeah, Maybe I was gonna I say, pick it up then. I did
1: not watch the video. I saw that post. I'm like Gundam Battle Two. What's that middle word? Oh, it's not assault.
2: Um, it's <laughs> operation. Yeah. So, what,
1: what is the genre um, of
2: this game? I haven't played an actual like game. I, it appears to be like a 6v6 game kind of like World of Tanks, I think. Okay. I know you can get out of your Gundam and repair it.
1: Th- so it's kind of like one of the mech warrior combat games except Gundam. You, you can I'm hop into in
2: that and like I'll run have to around look at it. Um if you're going to Jeremy, you might want to try and do it tonight because you get a whole bunch of yeah. uh free stuff. Or tomorrow, right? Something in the month I thought. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're running Um, out
1: out of October pretty quickly. It was
2: like the full armor Gundam, the ground-type Gundam, the standard Gundam.
1: Not the full frontal? uh,
2: A couple of other things. It's all Universal Century Gundams, um, and I think they're mostly out of the original series, or very close to the original series. Well, the full armor
0: and the ground-type Gundam are not from the original series, but...
2: Well, and there's the Pixie Gundam. Also which, not from the original. No, I'm
0: actually it. sure where the Pixie comes from. That it, might be a Gier and it Greed It
2: did original. label where they are, where they came from. I know what from. the Pixie
0: Gundam is, but I don't know. I think it's um, from and Greed, actually.
2: I, I honestly don't know. I saw it and was like, oh, okay, that's weird. But I think it's mostly like Universal Century or linked to the yeah. original Gundam Those series. Those all Universal Century. Um, for sure. Yeah, because... Why the heck is this called a Pixie? I'm I have so no confused. idea. Like, I saw it and was like... When I saw the name, my immediate thought was something along the lines of the Strike Rouge. But then I saw the actual thing and was like...
1: Yeah, it's just the Gundam. I'm very confused. It's got a machine gun. It's more blue. It is a little more blue. I'm sorry, it is piloted by Bork
2: Cry. I didn't. (laughs) Bork... I haven't played it yet, like, outside of the tutorial, because I, I wasn't sure how long a game would take, and I wasn't sure how long it would take Tyler to arrive.
1: That's fair. It apparently originally appeared in Mobile Suit Gundam Cross Dimension... Oh, 0079. That's a Super NES game. Oh, I think I might have played this game. I know you played that
0: game. It's not great, but I know you played it.
1: Yeah, looking through them, there was a It's the one where when you do a special move, you have to do a Street Fighter input. Yeah, it's like a tactics game that yeah. goes into a real-time combat when you combat. Yeah. Okay, there are I liked that game. awful
2: that lot of gyms, zakus, and gun tanks. I'll yeah, just I say imagine, that. I imagine. As someone who's played Garen's Greed, yes, there are. <laughs> yeah, I opened it up. I'm like, okay, what kind of Gundams? I was expecting to see a lot more, like, Gundams from more, like, different Gundam series, because that's usually what I think of when I'm thinking of it. Because, like, Gundam Battle Versus, or whatever the hell that was actually called, I can't remember, I still have it. Um, a uh, 2v2 from, fighter? Yeah, you had Gundams from, like, everything. And this one is, like, Universal just Century. Universal Century yeah. mobile suits.
0: They usually like that with their tactical games. to be all you see. Which brings us to the assignment Phantasmagoria. And before we talk about Phantasmagoria, I have a story to tell. Okay. So once upon a time in high school... Zach and I were in a film class together.
1: Okay, well, that, that's already surprising and horrifying. But
0: Why? continue. So for our final project, we had to pick one of the 100 movies on the AFI Top 100 Movie List and do a presentation on it.
2: Was it actually supposed to be on one of those lists? I couldn't remember. It had to
0: be, yeah. Uh, we took the class the first year it was offered, and that was relaxed later. But when we took it, it had to be off that list. And I was sick the day we got this assignment. So I did not have a lot of movies to choose from. So I was looking up the list, trying to find something that wasn't taken. Everyone
1: had to do something different? Uh-huh.
0: Okay. I did Psycho.
1: Oh, man. That, yeah, th- that's good a good one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I like a Steven Spielberg. What I found out is that Close Encounters of the Third Kind is a <laughs> Steven Spielberg movie. <laughs> and really? I hated it. I hated it so much. So <laughs> my so- project, which I got 100% on, just became all about Steven Spielberg, and- You know, how he did Jaws and Duel and his career rise and how this led to E.T. and all that, because I hated this movie and didn't want to talk about it.
1: (laughs) Really? I'm kind of surprised that he didn't like it.
0: Yeah, I really don't like it.
1: That's fair. It's weirdly paced, for sure.
0: Which is all to say, I did a lot of Wikipedia research on Phantasmagoria.
2: (laughs) Instead of actually playing it.
0: Maybe someone didn't even
2: buy it. <laughs> maybe someone did real bad. Weirdly enough, I played this game for longer than most of the other games that we've played for yeah, this I was podcast. Say,
1: weirdly, I think you probably ended up knowing the most about this game, despite the fact that Zach and I actually played it.
2: I tried to watch a let's play of it, but I
0: only encountered a misogyny and
1: Yeah, me too. He was pretty bad. Uh huh. I'm not going to say his name, but if you ask me in private, someone who listens to this episode, maybe I'll tell you.
0: So Phantasmagoria what was my Sierra name? Games it, it pe- was
1: edited out <laughs> it was redacted
0: it was made by Sierra online who you would probably know for the King's Quest games and a number of other point-and-click adventure games
2: yeah
1: they make a lot of point-and-click games like they had some they were actually ones. a lot bigger
2: it wasn't just point-and-click adventure games they actually also made uh, quite a few like real-time games strategy games later on but they went under years ago they got bought out and then like kind of fizzled
0: it was created by Roberta Williams who wrote a lot of the King's Quest games she'd always wanted to do a horror game. But she felt like technology was not good enough to actually scare anyone <clears throat> until FMV video came out and it could basically just be a horror movie. And she's
1: like, this is my time.
0: Uh, I had an $800,000 budget, cost $4.5 million, and somehow made $12 million in its opening weekend.
1: <laughs> I like how in its opening weekend, like it is a movie, because yeah, I mean, it that, is.
2: At the time, I can see this being very popular. But like nowadays, I got bored with it pretty quick.
1: I mean... I will give them credit. It is clear that a lot of value went into the production of this game.
2: It is very clear that they did a lot. Like, it looks really nice from a production standpoint. Obviously, nowadays, that kind of thing has changed because of just what we can do with actual, like, graphics now. But for the time, it's not bad. But you anyway,
0: Yeah, I mean, like all horror games, but the Senate hated it. And, <laughs> and Comp USA refused to carry it.
2: To be
1: fair, did you watch that intro cutscene at all?
0: I know I saw it in the let's play, but barely
1: remember it. There is definitely just on-screen sex. There's
0: oh. also rape later in this game. The oh, main that's character cool. Gets raped by her husband, and that's how she knows that he's being possessed by a ghost magician. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's face expression I wish would come through through the sound noises <laughs> on the podcast because it's very good. <laughs> I'm just <laughs>
2: that's always a little bit uh, annoying. Is you know what we should. Do at some point? No, or we, we could, should not. Just
0: have a cam on you, just you. <laughs> yeah. We well, I was thinking like
2: the doom. I was thinking like the doom guy. <laughs> so it's just a link, and it comes up with it. What occasionally just Zach's face. It's just yeah. It occasionally comes up. So it's a f- point-and-click adventure game, is what this game basically is. You click on things, you wander around, and it's a very, very slow burn. Like th- this is lighter under a swimming pool slow burn because I spent 45 minutes trying to figure out like anything just to get anything to happen while playing this game and nothing like i couldn't get anything to happen so i got bored and was like i'm gonna go play hearts of iron four with ponies
0: you know and hear something ironic at the time it was widely criticized for the puzzles being too easy
1: <laughs> i mean i don't feel like any of them were terrible. i don't
2: know difficult. that i actually ran into a puzzle though like I honestly don't think I came across a puzzle. I just, like... I had a hard time
1: finding which things I could interact with, mostly. Like, it was almost a find the hidden object. Really quick, though, I think something that's important to know about this game. Do you guys know what a phantasmagoria is?
0: A delusion of a disordered mind?
1: Yeah, more or less. It's a series of images or events that seem like a dreamlike state. So, like, if you remember a dream, you mostly remember, like, specific scenes or images and a phantasmagoria is an experience that is that. Uh, which I feel like this hits, actually. Definitely I did not the know that. Is. Yeah, it's a cool word. It's just like it doesn't have a lot of applications. It's too specific. Anywho.
0: Yeah, so it's a horror movie, basically, that you play puzzles through. Your husband gets possessed by the magician ghost of your new house. He acts murders a bunch of people.
1: Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. We're jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit. Okay. Okay. The first thing that happens is this guy who is a professional photographer and this lady who is apparently unemployed.
2: She's a horror novelist. Yeah, she's a novelist.
1: Are apparently loaded because they live in this goddamn mansion that they just inherited. Like, where did they get this?
2: From the Stephen King royalties. <laughs> I thought they said that it was inherited.
1: I don't remember them ever explaining how they got the house. They were talking about how they just moved into the house. And nothing was ever explained.
0: It was probably real cheap because of all the murders.
1: Probably, yeah. You got all those ghost magicians. I mean, it doesn't have the wendigo infestation that we have to deal with, so that's nice.
2: Um, that's not Colorado.
1: Yeah, there's also that. Well, where was this? Maine. Oh,
2: oh it's a Stephen, Stephen King. King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: we just got wendigos and haunted pizzerias down here. Yeah,
2: and also well, like we, a lot of hotels. We, we do still have the hotel, like the most famous haunted but hotel. it's very
1: easy to avoid. You know... True. Yeah, you actually had to go way out of your way to get to the Stanley. You know, I stayed at the Stanley for like an entire week. Nothing.
2: I was well, very disappointed. Very skeptical. Didn't they also... Um, I was
1: hoping, though. I'm I'm the... the you mul- want to believe.
2: Yes, I'm the Moulder. Weird tangent. Didn't they actually film like the outside of the Overlook? Not the Stanley. Yeah, for that it movie? was. It
1: was never actually the Stanley. It was the Overlook.
2: Okay, I, I couldn't. Like, I knew there was. A, there's actually supposed to be the haunted hotel in Colorado, but they didn't actually film there because it wasn't as photogenic.
1: Yep. Um. If you read the book, it is very obvious. the Stanley Hotel, and that's also where Stephen King came up with the idea to write the book.
2: There's a sequel to that coming out.
1: It's already out. Oh, is it already out? Yeah, it's uh, apparently quite good according to Jen.
2: I, I actually had to Wikipedia because it, it's like, it's a sequel to The Shining, and I'm like, that movie's like 30 years old, it's what the hell? It's very
1: tangentially a sequel. The kid from The Shining is now like a 50-year-old guy.
2: Yeah, I know. I, I read the Wikipedia article on it, because I was like, there's no freaking, idea. okay, it is. No, no, it sounds great.
1: There's like five different plots. Anyway, we're doing that thing where we're not talking about the game.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, because there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. You point, you click, axe murders.
1: Yeah, some weird stuff happens. My problem is that this main character is not super observant. Because there are definitely some oddities, and I'm like, I she's want. She's a
0: horror movie character, and yeah. not the one from De- Happy Death Day.
1: Yeah, exactly. Although to be fair, she starts off as a horror movie character and then slowly wises up. She so wises up pretty quickly. She dies like five times, though. Oh, she does a lot. <laughs> well, before she starts
2: coming it, up with a plan, does she just like come back to life afterwards? then? Yeah, she's or... in horror groundhog. That's yeah, the it, premise of Happy Death Day.
1: It's it's Groundhog Day, except she gets axe murdered.
2: Oh, you're talking about Happy Death yeah, Day now? I was. Okay, uh,
0: <laughs> I use the words. No,
2: no, I um, thought you were talking about uh, Phantasmagoria.
0: No, it, she's dumb the entire time. She has to go to a hundred-year-old man to be like, "Hey, what's wrong with my husband?" He's like,
1: "Ghosts," <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, no, that tracks." I uh, know there are just like a lot of things that I want to interact with because I, as a human playing this game, see like discrepancies, and I, I want to click on them and have the character like n- assuming this is a way to progress the game in any manner. And she just it doesn't notice or care.
2: If you're into point-and-click adventure games you've almost certainly played better
1: so i mean to some extent i ki- like it's kind of charming i kind of like it and the production budget that went into it is evident like the problem is a lot of the animations feel a little silted and she performs them like every time you do something and you can't skip them even though some of them kind of none of them last more than about five seconds but having to watch about five seconds of bend over put trap door down stand back up brush hands off after putting Trapdoor down, when all I wanted to do was click on a can of soup and I accidentally walked out of the room, is kind of annoying. I mean, a lot of adventure games have that problem. The problem is, because this is an FMV, they, like, really want you to watch the stuff.
2: Well, because they spent four and a half million dollars on it. Yep. I mean,
1: yeah. I, I think we're at final thoughts. You have the list up, so I assume...
2: Any other final thoughts on this game? Like I said, you if you like point-and-click adventure games, you've almost certainly played better. And if you're not a fan of point-and-click adventure games, this isn't going to make you one. Mostly because if you're like me, you probably need something exploding within the first 15 minutes.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, if you watch that intro, it does start off with horrifying chain Iron Maiden torture dungeons. So, and that's within the first five minutes. Yeah, but it's not exploding. It might explode at the end. It's unclear. I don't know. She's having a nightmare. I think, maybe, I don't know.
0: So on our website, www.lastpodcast.com, we have a list of all the phantasmagorias we've experienced from best to worst. <laughs> our favorite phantasmagoria is that time we traveled in time in Chrono Trigger.
1: You know, if Chrono Trigger was, rep- like, in my head represented as a series of dreamlike experiences, it's actually pretty high up there because it's got a lot of good standout scenes.
0: A City Connection is a phantasmagoria from which we will never wake. <laughs> it's at the bottom. Dead center, we have Kirby's Dreamland. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Kirby's
1: Phantasmagoria. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby's horrifying experience.
0: So the other point-and-click adventure game we have on the list is The Secret of Monkey Island. I don't know if I think Phantasmagoria is as good as that. No, Monkey oh, Island is much better. So what do we compare it to? Adventure Island has the word adventure in it. I don't think we should actually compare it to that.
1: I don't even remember what that game was offhand.
0: It's the one that's uh, also Wonder Boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is it the clone of the like weird skateboarding caveman guy? That's um, what I thought it was.
0: Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, aka Final Fantasy for Dumb Babies, is on here.
1: I way prefer Mystic Quest, actually, because even though it's way too simple and way too hand-holdy, they at least, like, make you think about your attack choices sometimes.
0: I would agree with Tyler. A Splatterhouse, that horror brawler that's really slow and plotting.
1: Yeah, no, I think this is getting into the right territory, actually. I honestly had more fun with Splatterhouse. Ah. I'm actually going to have to disagree. I think I like Phantasmagoria better. I
0: think I do, too. If just for the production value, like Splatterhouse is so slow. The thing about Splatterhouse is I've played games like it that I enjoy. <laughs> That's, That's fair.
1: fair. I also spent like five hours trying to beat that goddamn pol- Okay, it wasn't nearly that bad. I spent a long time trying to beat that poltergeist boss, and it was ridiculously difficult for no good reason.
0: Ghosts and Goblins is just a little above that.
2: And I think I prefer Ghosts and Goblins. I don't think it's as good as Ghosts and Goblins.
0: All right. Mortal Kombat 2, I want to put it above that just despite Mortal Kombat 2, but it's probably <laughs> not as good as Mortal Kombat 2, right? <laughs>
2: I think Mortal Kombat 2 is a bit better.
0: So is it better or worse than Fantasy Star?
1: I'm trying to remember... Oh, okay. It took me a moment to remember what the original Fantasy Star was. This is actually a really hard choice.
2: They- I think it is not.
1: I do really like me a horror theme, for sure, and that puts it up there. The problem is I feel like there is a game to be enjoyed in Fantasy Star if they didn't try to obfuscate it so badly. So I think I'm actually going to have to agree with Zach on this one. I think I prefer Fantasy Star.
0: So Phantasmagoria gives it number 244 above Splatterhouse and below Fantasy Star.
1: I'm sorry, Phantasmagoria. I wanted to like you more. What are we going to play next week, Tyler? So I was casting around wildly for games to play for next week, and I, I actually wanted to do something like November themed.
0: There's I, nothing. That's <laughs> why. Why do you think we're reading My Hero Academia all November for <laughs> Jumpstart Weekly?
2: Plug, plug, plug. Yes. There's uh, no turkey games. turkey manga. Well, technically speaking, there is that South Park game for the N64 in which you have to throw snowballs at turkeys.
1: I feel like there's also a Simpsons game that probably obliquely references Thanksgiving.
2: I also
0: definitely want both of you on uh, Jumpstart Weekly in December so I can make you guys read Sweet Rain.
1: Sweet Rain? Yes. is never heard of it. Is it like raining peppermint sticks? No, rain as in the thing you use to control a horse. Oh, I'm very confused now. Is it about... A reindeer? I'm confused. <laughs> anyway, while Jeremy is looking this up to horrify us with whatever this thing is, I think I'm actually going to go with the original Star Fox because somehow we ain't done that yet. We've done Star Fox 64, right?
2: It's pretty easy to know yeah, why we, have. we haven't done it before is because it's, it's hard to find. Well, it hasn't been available before now.
1: Yeah, I think you needed the SNES Classic. Yeah, um, you did. If nothing else, I think it'll be an interesting comparison to see like how they took the ideas from this game and made it into Star Fox 64 because they share a lot of similarities.
0: All right, so next time on Last Time. <laughs> Here, go ahead and read this description of Sweet Rain for the uh, for the stinger
1: there. Sad at the thought of spending Christmas alone, Karumi Sagara goes out for a walk. While she's crossing the street, a boy bumps into her, and a rain suddenly appears that binds them together. The overjoyed boy tells her that she's his master and she's a Santa Claus. Karumi dismisses him as a crazy person, but then he transforms into a reindeer in Tarobane. <laughs> what the hell is this excuse me you're a Santa Claus it sure is convenient that I ran into you